Hello, and welcome to the Rock Paper Bitcoin Podcast. It is me, your very best friend on the internet, Business Cat. How are you? Welcome back. How was your last two weeks? This conversation gets interesting. In it, I talk about proofing bread dough using my S9 space heaters. Fundamentals talks about some uh, friction, let's say, that he's having on Twitter. We talk about Bitcoin addresses that start with one versus Bitcoin addresses that start with BC1, who's using them and what it could indicate. And we, uh, we finish by talking about Texas versus the federal government. Buckle up. If you like our content, you can stream us sats and you can point us hash. Stream sats by listening using any podcasting 2.0 enabled app, something like Fountain FM. Stream us sats while you listen or leave us a comment using a boostagram. If you're a Bitcoin miner, you can point us hash. Point hash to us using any Lincoin stratum address using our show's username, Rock Paper Bitcoin. I'll put connection details in the show notes. We have a Telegram, and you should join it. If you don't know what Telegram is, it's a uh, private messaging service. You can install it on your phone and join our channel. We can, we'd love to hear from you there. We're, there's a conversation. We're posting memes. Crazy shit. Finally, my dear, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. Let's get into it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm going. We're going. Just in case, just in case you in, intro this with some rock, like some kind of hard rock and rock. I'm like, yeah, Woo. sort of bring that, bring that energy here, right? I don't well, know. welcome back. It's Saturday morning. <laughs> I was much more awake this morning, so I've I've been up since five. My wife got up like about thirty minutes ago, and so like I've been up doing stuff. I made bread this morning. It's like my my yeah, daughter's been partying downstairs with me. It's so, like we're all up and like. Energy's flowing, had coffee going, and then, yeah, wife comes downstairs, and we, we all need to uh, scale, scale it back slowly. It's like, we got to respect the, uh, the energy levels of the mistress, the mistress, yeah, the I, wife. I've been up, I've been up, I was up at 5 a.m., and then I, I went into our bedroom to get my computer, mm. and she's like, what are you so hyped up about? And I was like, you know, life, man. No, but like, you know, I was just about to get the computer to do the podcast, so like, I was pretty revved up. Right. <laughs> it definitely clashed with uh, her... Let's me let me try to sleep another ten minutes. Kind of well, I mean, I, I guess, so I guess just <laughs> as a, a point of order, what did you have for breakfast? Have you had any adrenals for breakfast this morning? No, I had um, I had some chicken sausages. Okay, lovely. You know, I, I keep it safe this Saturday. I didn't want to, you know. Now that well, I mean, look, you guys have seen me puke now, so like you guys have seen my like you know. Once a friend sees you puke, it's like your relationship is different now. It's a right? it's a very intimate experience. Yeah, we, we right? all digitally and, held your hair back for you. No, exactly, and I have no more pretense. Like you guys have seen my, you know, my worst side. But you guys, like, I was um, on the way to the meetup last week, right? On, of course, so I brought my wife and daughter to Harrisburg for last week's meetup, and can't drive to Harrisburg without with my family on a long drive like that without listening to our podcast. So we listened to the episode. And like, <laughs> first of all, my wife was horrified. She's like, he didn't even cut it. Like, he like, just let it go. Right. I'm so and I sorry like, to your wife and daughter that you had to listen to that. I loved it. I loved, <laughs> I loved every choice you made, but I was like trying to explain to her, like you have to, like, I'm now in like a lot of pain. Like I actually was in vicious gut pain. You were sweating on camera. Post, yeah. Post puke. And so I'm actually pretty proud of how that episode turned out. And maybe it's good to be in some pain, some physical pain while we're trying to like solve the world, right? Don't want to well, get too comfortable. That that <laughs> that is life in and of itself in a microcosm right there. Like we are all in pain constantly and 
we do whatever we can to like create mental psychoses to tell her, no, we're comfortable. We're, but like, we're dying every second of every day. We're dying slowly. You're like describing life as organizing entropy. Like like taking, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing a, right. a body scan right now. And it's like, oh, right. My, my lower back hurts a little bit, but I wasn't thinking about that before. So I wasn't aware of it, but you're right. I got a little bit of pain in my lower back right now. It's like, right. That's, ah, uh, yes. Aging. Mm. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed um, your picture of your space heat, your minor actually leavening your bread. So, and it kind of reminded me of like, you know, me as a, we, we seem to talk about some Jewishness every episode, but like the whole, when I think of yeast uh, rising bread, I think of Passover and how we eat the shitty matzah crackers. The unleavened bread or whatever it's called. But it's, yeah, but it's basically, we eat slave bread to remind ourselves that we were slaves because we couldn't, we were such slaves and we had such little domain over our, personal property we couldn't even wait for bread to rise right and we were running when we were running away from the pharaoh right maybe that's what bitcoin pizza day is going to evolve into i wonder because, so like, right pizza is like we like in in legacy fiat land pizza is this like respected thing that everybody like oh yeah pizza man pizza is like an innovation of the species of the of the like up there with uh, penicillin pizza man but then once once you get into bitcoin you start realizing Oh, pizza's not actually that great for you. It's lovely. It makes you feel great, but it's actually, I mean, all, yeah, car, car, complex carbohydrates are not all that we have been uh, led to believe. And so at some point, I wonder if Bitcoin Pizza Day will then pivot into something like like Passover for, for the Jews, like Bitcoiners. This is the day where we all, we all indulge in this terrible thing to remind ourselves of what, what once was. Yeah, we do all kinds of painful shit to talk about. You know, it's so interesting. So when I saw your... Um space heater <laughs> i call it a space heater your bitcoin miner That's actually being being utilized to rise bread i really had this idea in my head that that is one of the most incredible expressions of freedom that there is this is hash power risen bread and it's like it there's something about pleb mining we always talk about it but like it's it is an expression of freedom it's unreasonable it and it's like, God damn it, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna and there's something about bread rising again that like sort of associates with with freedom. Like you yeah. don't realize it, but like dude, if you got I mean maybe that's why we tell this ridiculous story every year, right? That who who knows if it's even true or close to true, right? But it's nice to I think it's nice that a group of people remind themselves they were once slaves and could be again. And they tell the story every fucking year to make you know, and maybe that's you know, maybe that's what I'm here for, right? To remind ourselves we were slaves and we may we may be slaves next year if we're not careful. Right. Yeah. It's like looking at looking at what you can do with like heat, the, the heat from a Bitcoin miner is it occurs. So you're, you're saying like the, the, the parallel of making bread with with the Jewish tradition of, of Passover. It's like the. Uh, the idea of karma being baked into things um, and like what you do echoes, echoes beyond eternity into the next, the next go around. Um, it's like the, the, the quality of the nutrition that you put in your body is incredibly important. And so it occurred to me when we were getting our reverse osmosis system installed that, okay, we all this, so we, we have this new RO system for four filter stages and then two stages to put minerals and stuff back into it. So it tastes normal, but it occurred to like we paid for it with sats and the plumber who installed, installed it, bought it from a local company with sats 
And it was like everything but the filters was manufactured locally. I, I, was I that think. Taco? Did, did Taco install it for you? Yes, he certainly did. Nice. And uh, And so like the, it occurs to me like so this water filtration system in my house now was manufactured and installed without the assistance. Like every transaction uh, uh, that we all do with, with legacy money fiat is like you are dipping your toes into bloodshed with everything. Like money is one half of every financial transaction. So if you go out and buy, buy some water with fiat money, that water you're consuming is tainted with the blood of the military industrial complex. And it occurs to me that so this water now, that this water filtration system is the most karma free water that I think I have ever ingested. And so whenever people come over, I always point that out. Like, hey, we got some karma-free water here if you're interested. But yeah, then also, I, this so is, like this sorry, big, yeah, um, rising bread with my miner, with the space heater, it occurs to me now that like utilizing hash power, like uh, a miner to produce heat, to do anything, is dramatically upscaling the karmic energy that is wrapped up, wrapped up in that thing. And so I get a like, oh, so I fed my daughter some karma-free bread this morning. I think it's beautiful. And I, so like, I do think it's karma resonates with a lot of people, but I actually also would go maybe a level one step further that maybe you don't care about, like, I don't give no shits about karma, right? Like maybe that's who you are too. But like, I would look at, um, your water system. So I, I, I would say, I don't know. I don't like the moralizing. So I think if you're like not, if you want to like have this non-moralized, the reality is whether you feel badly or not about it, anything that touches fiat is corrupted. Mm. It's corrupted in some way. It doesn't mean it's evil. Well, it is, but it like doesn't necessarily mean that. That might not matter to you, right? But what might matter to you is that you're drink. You're actually consuming things that have full. You're engaging your time in things that have their complete structure that aren't corrupted in any way, right? right. That's mm-hmm. the thing, like, right? So we have a short amount of time in this world. We want to make sure that the things we engage our time and energy on have, are, you know, as we like to say, not built on sand, have their complete integral structure, have integrity, right? Your water has total integrity, at least, in, at least insofar as it's not corrupted by fiat. It could have been, <laughs> if right. I didn't know, if I didn't know Taco, and I thought, you know, maybe you got some other. Some you know <laughs> some some other guy, but hmm, maybe it is a little corrupted. It's well, like, but like the water through... itself is coming from the city, so I mean, it's not. We're not as good. Yes, we could do better, but this but is better his, than we yeah, were. Exactly. But I guess the point being, here's what I was thinking: like, there are people out there. I know you've done, you've tried to do this. Um, there's people out there who say, let's li- let me try to live on Bitcoin like a hundred percent and see what that's like, right? And I think another way to tackle that. Let that exercise is say, let me try to pick one thing, just one thing, and have it be completely insulated from fiat somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's a cool exercise. And um, and just your savings account is a good first step for that. But like, you can go beyond that. Yeah. And for what it's worth, I love, I think karma is a great, I really do think it's a great like um, frame. I use karma just at point point of order. I, I use the word karma as a placeholder. Um, my my understanding of karma is more think of it more as momentum. It's like what you like the momentum you gain now that you put into a wheel now is going to keep spinning without you. So like where you put your mental energy matters. So when yeah. I say karma, I like the uh, being like the intention to be a good person matters immensely. 
Like, if you are incapable of being evil, then I would I would argue you are also incapable of being good. Like, the, the, if you if you don't have the capacity to cause mayhem and destruction, then you are not making a decision to be good. You are just you're a, you're a sheep. You're a pansy. You're nothing. You're you're a flower out in the meadow. But like, once you realize your individual capacity to destroy, it becomes that much more important to make the decision to be good, to to put good energy into the world and make decisions that yeah. build the future instead of destroying it. So like when I say karma, it's like that that's that's what I mean. Momentum. Yeah, I think no, I mean but I think it's a great frame anyway. I actually do think it's a good frame. Even if it is moralized, I think it's a good frame. I think people who use it are probably going to be more successful than those who don't. Um it's but at the like I do think most people view it as like a moral thing which is, again, like I said, fine and useful. But I think even if you don't view it as a moral thing, I think it, it's still like, I, I, th I think it's still a really useful um, way to think about something just from structural integrity, right? Yeah. Karma as structural integrity as moment, like because something that is corrupted will break your momentum, will, just, will undermine your momentum, right? Undermine what you're trying to do. So I feel like we're saying the same thing and we're sort of just... Um, yeah, I got a little triggered by people maybe uh, wanting to moralize your water and not just see that you are actually feeding, you know, you, you've gone to great lengths. It's such a beautiful fucking thing, dude, that to try, even the intent to keep something insulated from fiat corruption um, makes a difference, you know? Yeah, it certainly does. The, the, just the idea of separating anything in your life from fiat and is an alien con like you you have to be like orange pilled or like a gold bug or something like that you have to realize the failure modes of fiat to realize why you would want to be outside that and that's just like that's that's a big first step to take for people yeah dude huge that's awesome and i want to say something about pizza <laughs> real quick is that um it just so happens that next door to the location of the Phoenix film meetup, right? Everybody in Phoenixville knows what I'm about to say, right? There's a, there's a pizza place called uh, Vecchia and it's, I guess it's not that it's some, it's still Fiat, but they they use, um, they use very base ingredients. I'll just say, and you could eat that pizza without feeling like a piece of shit afterwards. Oh, that's, and that's nice. I definitely think I have to figure out how to work them into pizza day this year. That, I mean, that, that's the same thing that I was thinking with like making, I'm pretty new to making bread, but it was like bread is terrible for you. Like going out and eating bread is just what you get is generally not great for you. So like, all right, if I'm going to eat bread, like if I'm going to serve bread to my daughter, I need to figure out how to make bread that I like that I can make like pretty easily. And yep. I was inspired by a YouTuber, so like yeah, past past couple weeks, I've been attempting to refine my bread making skills and get like a go to recipe that I yeah. But it's like it's just flour, water, salt, and sugar and yeast. It's like it's not complicated; yep. just figuring out the right ratios. Yeah, and then if you get if you buy pizza from Vecchia on the box, that's all. That's what it says. It just says flour, water, is. yeast, and that's they kind of want you to know that. And it I mean, not to get into you know too big a tangent here, but it does come down to glyphosate. Glyphosate is like really the big difference between what, you know, whether or not I think you should consume con a conventional food. You're talking about Roundup? Yes. 
And I don't know if people understand how ubiquitous this thing is and how damaging it is. But if this is why, like, Amer- like carnivore is very American, you know. Mm-hmm. But the elimination actually makes a lot of sense. But if you go, like, there was a Mandrake and Svetsky were involved in a conversation yesterday on Twitter that I chimed in a little bit because. You know, Svetsky posted this picture of bread that looks so fucking good. And he's like, I don't know, really know how people, I know this is bad, but I don't know how people just go without it. Right. And, um, I think it makes sense in, and he was like in France or something like that. And it makes sense in France that people eat the bread because it's not, not, it's not that damaging. Right. Doesn't, because it doesn't have this thing that completely wrecks your, completely wrecks your gut, uh, wrecks your collagen, wrecks pretty much. It's it's incredible. We've been we've been consuming this for twenty years, and if you haven't, if you've been eating bread in this country for twenty years, you've really been doing a lot of damage. I mean, it's so bad that when we send our food to Mexico, they actually send it back. <laughs> Man, that's like the, the, one of the first things that my wife and I notice every time we leave the country is how good the goddamn bread is. Like last time we went to Iceland, it was the bread was just off the charts good, and. Yeah. So I, we asked the like the lady who like oh yeah we just we did we made it here yesterday it's it's uh, here's yeah, it's just all fresh and local it's like it's a noticeable difference between American bread and elsewhere. It's not used you know because you're not you know I mean using glyphosate using Roundup implies a lot of other things downstream as well. That's true. You know, there's people that at meetups ask me what is raw milk like? What is it like to drink raw milk? And I'm just like dude you know the second you drink it. Um, there's a guy in our, so I pay like nine bucks a gallon for raw milk. Maybe that's a lot. I don't really know the answer to that question. I know that's roughly what you have to pay in Pennsylvania. That sounds about right to me. There was, so there's a guy at a local meetup, shout out, uh, shout out Connor. Uh, he was telling me he pays four bucks a gallon locally in Lancaster, but he doesn't really get it. It's like, he's like, I said, dude, you're getting, you're getting some crappy raw milk. Mm. Do me a favor, dude. Just go buy one gallon of nine dollar raw milk <laughs> and tell me like dude it's like everything just explodes in your fucking head and it's a blissful experience and to understand what this is basically anything else doesn't make any sense it doesn't make sense to consume it and it, so it's like that when you go to another country and eat their bread because of the absolute um kind of absence of pervertedness that is, is happening, you know, in our, when we don't, you know, when what we are used to in our fishbowl is pathetic, right? Yeah. It definitely seems there's a market opportunity for food, food made better currently. Like if McDonald's, like if like a local franchise McDonald's started just, they ditched all seed oils immediately. Like I'm not going to, that's not going to convince me to go eat at McDonald's, but like that would immediately, that would like, that would be massive. You know what though? If I was on a road trip and I saw a McDonald's, I might actually say shit. I think I'd, I would stop here. Right. Like the, like just going into a gas station and buying chips. How, why are there no bags of chips that are like that are not cooked in seed oils? Because nobody wants to pay $14 for a bag of chips. Well, I mean, you're right. This is the, we get back into the fiat ruins, everything. It's like this yep. is the, the, the degradation of our food. Like we hollowed out the food so that we could keep pricing it the same. We hauled out the nutrition of the food so we could keep it at $5. It's like that's, that's exactly it. Right. And like now that we're moving, like looking at the inflation numbers, like I don't. Infl- like looking at the pro- so my wife's a CPA. Looking at the prices she's charging her clients, 
And so one of, one of the, uh, I'm on a board and we, we have to be audited every year. And looking at the price year over year of the increase, increase of our audit, um, it does, like, looking where that money goes, it's like, it makes sense that it costs a lot to pay the people to do this stuff. But like the, the idea, like even looking to paying five grand for not, let's say, let's say five grand for an audit and knowing how much work they need to do, it still doesn't like being a Bitcoiner and looking at fiat money as monopoly money, everything seems underpriced to me still. So like this $5,000 audit seems like I can't believe they're doing it for this cheap. It's like this like $3 bag of chips. Like, can you believe like this is nothing? It's, it's absolutely nothing. Yeah, it was three dollars of worth of nothing. Yeah, right. So and potentially when you're eating a liability. It. You're eating a liability, right? Because you're also now an annuity to healthcare system. So like you're now a liability to um, to doctors and the U.S. fiat fucking medical complex. Yeah, you, you push it. off that that worry to somebody else. So you're but, not just get, yeah, you're not eating three dollars worth of food. You're actually eating negative a lot of money worth of food. Yeah. So you didn't exactly. save any money. And pe- people you- can't afford to eat now. Like food's too expensive now and it's shit. So like when mm-hmm. as we move into the better food, like that's the the only food that will survive is I mean the easy stuff. Like like complicated stuff on on a Bitcoin standard, you're not going to make Cheez-Its. It's like there's no, that the amount of money you're going to have to charge for the pr- processed food like right. Cheez-Its, nobody's going to pay for that. So yeah, like right. okay, you want to cheese it? Well, you're gonna have to learn how to become a good chef. You'll make like a nice wholesome cheese it that you can sell, like, and then your neighbors will come buy it from you. It's we like don't the, the, fucking need cheese its. I mean, it's great. Like if you love them, you just make them, and that's awesome, right? It's gonna be expensive, and when you have a, a big Bitcoin stack that you can put towards that, that's great. But like, reality is nobody fucking needs cheese its, dude. Like we no. ancestrally. We, Nobody needs pizza. Did, we just have figured did, out how to take these things and turn them into deliciousness. We may need pizza, though. It's possible because it's there, there's a reason. Like we talked about last week, maybe it's the aliens that got us into gold and water. Maybe they got us into pizza. I don't know. Like there's definitely something about pizza that's universally fucking amazing. That no matter how hardcore you want to be a carnivore, dude, you you see a really good piece of pizza, like a margarita pizza with that basil yelling at you. I don't know. There's something innate that we've evolved. I think we've just evolved to love pizza and to, for it to be social. It's just like like wine, you know. I don't know. I think there may be some like yeah, I, our ancestors didn't eat pizza, <laughs> right? But they, you know, somehow pizza got in. Right. right. There's some ideas that are just obviously good ideas. It's like somebody they didn't like eat chicken either. The Earl no. of Sandwich who made the first sandwich. Oh yeah, it turns out putting your like sticky food between two dry pieces of food like a sandwich, that's a better way to do it and it's just self-evident. And pizza, man, like uh, some some dough with some stuff on top of it is just a great way to consume food. So it's just, mm. it's a it's self-evident. Like it's not going to, even in a post-bitcoin world, like it's shit food is not going to go away. It's just going, it's going to be the opposite inverse right now. Like the most terrible food is the cheapest and you want good nutritious food as the most expensive. I would, I would predict that on a Bitcoin standard, like the most, like the easiest to produce food, which is okay. You grow corn or you grow like some, uh, wheat and mill it into flour. That is a very simple process. So it will be cheap. The things that like adding complexity is where the, is going to get more expensive. Whereas, like, that's the inverse of the world we live in now. Mm. Totally, dude. There's a, I think there's something beautiful and potentially spiritual about the fact that somebody somebody could have offered their worthless Bitcoins for anything. 
and what they really wanted was pizza. <laughs> I see. They're like, what? Yeah. I know there's conspiracies about Satoshi leaning on Laszlo to actually get rid of some of his coins because his GPUs were too powerful. I know there. Right. Are I mean, he's the only one mining on GPUs. He, yeah. <laughs> right. He briefly. But yeah. No, maybe also. Great. Yeah. There's some reason why pizza is part of that story. All right. Right. Um, you know, if you're ever out here, Trivecchia, you, you, then you can, you can decide for yourself if it's differentiated. 100%. Yeah. Well, let's, let's uh, pivot. I saw you were online talking with people on Twitter about uh, certain things. It seems, seems like you're finding people to go back and forth with about stuff. What's up with that? Well, I think the ETF, you know, for as much as I've talked about it, and there's probably a lot of people that think I'm like some ETF simp because I talk so much about why I thought it's significant, right? I'm not. <laughs> you work in the industry. It makes it makes sense yeah, why you would talk about it. It's more my job. But, you know, one thing you'll never hear me say ever is that, um, hey, look, uh, hey, look, BlackRock's joining us, right? You'll never hear me say that. In fact, I've gone out of my way to – I wrote a, I wrote an essay called – Everybody has a price, right? And how hodling is a uniquely human. I've written several actually essays now about how these people are never coming, right? It's literally up to the unreasonable plebs who hodl to make Bitcoin work. They're not joining us, right? They're going to try to buy us, right? And we had a whole episode called Then They Buy You, right? Yeah. I know quite, the, a, quite a bit of people who own Bitcoin that don't get Bitcoin. And so, so just speak, yeah. It's so, quite possible for an, for an organization like BlackRock to own Bitcoin and not understand Bitcoin. So I'm, I'm not going to uh, – everyone can go look at my Twitter and see this interaction. I'm not going like, to call this fucking person out. But uh, I, was, I reacted to him posting some visual about the BlackRock ETF-like demand and said, look, they're joining us, right? Look at that. Then they join us. And I responded and said uh, – no, dude, that's not them joining us. That's them trying to buy us. And then once they realize they can't buy us, they'll try to destroy us. Yeah. And, dude, you're going to join them way... That's how it is. They don't join you. You join them. Right? So well, that's, that's how it has been historically. <laughs> right. You would... But... And but like I think the I think if you even have this idea that you... That it matters to you that BlackRock joins you... I think that means you're going to join them. I react, and unless you go through some serious personal growth from here to there, which is possible, I think that means you're on the road now to you joining them. Okay. And that's maybe why that kind of hit me the way it did. And I was like, okay, dude, you don't, they don't join us. We, you join them. And then, anyway, he responded to me and said, that's cute that you think Bitcoin can be destroyed. Right. It's mm. just like now that I bankrupted his entire worldview, he basically found mm. one thing to try to, I don't know say I was wrong about, but I think it's maybe the most important thing for us to think, even if it's, even if we believe it or not, I think it's a really important to believe that Bitcoin can be destroyed. I don't know. Am I, am I, am I off on this? I, I mean, there's, I definitely see that mindset out there. Bitcoin is the most anti-fragile technology humans have ever encountered. Um, that, but that being said, I mean, that doesn't mean it couldn't be co-opted. It doesn't mean that but if, why, if every, why do you the, think the, that the, is though? Why is it anti? Why is it so anti fragile? Because people care. Like, because yes. people care about freedom, and because they like, worry about it losing. 
That's yeah. what makes it anti-fragile, right? I would say the largest threat that Bitcoin has to it is that people stop caring. Like like a, an entity like Bitcoin or Bitcoin, an entity like BlackRock comes in and on like it's a tro- the Trojan horse and gets everybody to like, oh, okay, they're 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 joining us. Don't worry, we can all go use their product. But I mean, like, fortunately, I mean, for a lot of us, we're past that point uh, of like we understand the advantages that Bitcoin offers us, and it's not. Um, it's not number go up. It's numbers stay the same. It's like my savings account stays the same. It's not the va- the fiat value of it going up. But like when you get in, you get in for the number go up. Like oh yes, I'm getting rich in fiat. But then later you stay because oh no, the number your number is actually staying the same. And so for people out there who are still in this for number go up, yeah, I mean it's exciting. Like any everybody's going to get into Bitcoin if they want to survive what's coming. They're gonna have to have a Bitcoin reservoir. So like. People, there's going to be people out there that are super excited when Apple reveals that they have, they have a Bitcoin treasury, and then when Apple enter like puts a Bitcoin wallet in their wallet on iOS, like that's going to people. It's here. They're they're joining us. It's like n- not necessarily. Like if you hand your Bitcoin over to a non-custodial Apple wallet, like that's you're setting yourself up for failure. But like I I totally I totally agree with you that viewing we are not. I, I can't blame people for wanting to take a victory lap right now. Like it's, we've been, it feels like all of us have been losing for a long time. So whenever we have a victory, it's like, yeah, let's, let's celebrate it. But it's like, don't, don't get comfortable. This is not a place to lay down and relax and take a nap. Yeah. So here's the, I, you know, still triggered by this. I, this is something I tweeted this morning. I said that I think uh, being a simp is actually okay. It actually might get you invited to the dance. However, you will never, get to dance with the hot girl until you can tell everybody who brought you there to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I, I, we, uh, so there's some people that like being simps. Like I, 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 yeah. I think it's fun. Like I'm not a simp. Like I would have a big problem with the things that simps are into, but like, I mean, Hey, like if you're into that, like good I've, luck. I have room for them. I have room for them though. I have room for simps. I'm going to be clear guys. Fundamentals has room. We know, I know there are simps in the space, and I think it's okay. I have room for it because, somewhat, for a lot of people, that's how you that's how you get here. You, you know, you're simp for somebody, whether it's a mentor, whether it's people you respect, whether it's BlackRock, mm. right, or Goldman, or whatever it you know, and you're in that world, right, or you know, you do see something, and you just like you know, all you want to do is be able to convince your best friend that Bitcoin is good and you see people who are good at that and you sort of simp for them. Right. Um, this is what I see a lot in like the, like with guys like Peter McCormack, right. Or even, you know, who like his, like, I think that he is great at like, if I was focused on convincing my best friend to get into Bitcoin, I would basically do nothing with my time, but listen to Peter's podcast and hope that like got on me. Get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, but, we all have, and we all do it, right? But we, it, this is like, you have to be, this is the Slayer Heroes. You got to be willing to do it if you really want to wield the force or in Bitcoin. You really want to be, to have conviction in your stack. And, dude, I'm going to be honest, right? I feel like the last two weeks have been a big test, at least for me, right? I, don't, I mean, I've, I haven't been doing this that long. And I thought the last two weeks were actually much more of a challenge than the last two years to wrap my head around what's happening and to convince myself that, you know, the future is worth 
building. When I say futures worth building on, I mean like cutting ties with all fiat, right? Mm. And moving into in that direction. I think the last two weeks was like shit, dude. For one, there's a bit of a pull for me back because professionally now, uh, doors are going to be so open that the you know the draw of working like I started working in my professional job like I think I told you guys right like I actually put the word bitcoin in my update to my boss because mm-hmm. I'm working on I'm working on now now I'm working on products that contain bitcoin at my job so like I was uh, you guys hear me on the podcast like oh I think I'm going to get fucking canned I think it's over I think I'm done I'm ready to walk away all this stuff and so I think for one it becomes a challenge to resist it becomes more of a challenge to resist it but also the price drop well, while try not to be that affected by it you it's impossible you, you you still have to go through this process in your mind saying i don't give a fuck that's a process that's why it's hodling not- is hard because you have to go through that you have to go through that war with yourself that like, killing your heroes and then yeah the, the war with yourself realize like, you also have to kill yourself as a hero um like, yes you, you have to realize that i am my own biggest threat in in retaining my bitcoin stack it's like man i bet there's more than one people more than one person who leading up to the etf they're like man i have enough bitcoin fuck you boss i'm quitting i'm out of here and then then the etf comes out and like oh Oh, I might have I might have been a bit premature leaving my fiat job. Like there have to be more more at least a couple people who did that. You joke, that's, but like that was that's me. similar I mean, I to really where I was. was. I was basically like, I was a kind. I was pre, I was as close to that point as you can get. Right. I was mm-hmm. basically like, I don't give a fuck if I get fucking shake hands today. I walk I walk out with both middle fingers up and say, "Fuck you, man." Got my stack. Uh, I got my. You know, the truth of the matter is, like, these are all distractions, but they're just, they're, these are like unique distractions to human beings. And that's why hodling is uniquely human because you have to work through, you're, we're constantly getting distracted. We're not computers, right? We do not carry out an oath like the Bitcoin protocol does to not be distracted by fucking anything, right? right. We are human beings. We live a life, things happen. And um, we have to work through those distractions. It's fucking work. This is like what we talk about when we say the world tends to- tends towards entropy. Um, and we have to spend all of our moments organizing that entropy back into... Back into order. Into order, right? And that's why I think hu- human beings are the only ones capable of truly hodling. Because hodling is a test of your ability to do that. Right? It's and easier. It's easier for an individual to sell their chairs to hodl than for an, for an organization to sell their chairs. Because organization all, will never do it. It's right. This thing. Organization will always have a moment where they collectively decide, and it's more of like human beings are the only ones that can ask that don't require permission for themselves. Right. Hmm. So organization is made up of human beings asking each other for permission, which makes organizations very powerful. But not in the world of hodling Bitcoin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very powerful, very capable of doing things that individuals can't do, right? You've this forced collective, but you cannot hodl Bitcoin the way an individual can. You cannot be unreasonable. You just can't. A corporation doesn't work with people acting unreasonably. 
it doesn't mean they won't have a stack or anything like that. It's just they'll never, ever. They can't do what human beings can do because what do human beings do? We ongoingly, at every moment, are keeping ourselves on track. And that is why Bitcoin is anti-fragile is because it's made up of human beings. It's a network of human beings that are being vigilant. We are all looking out for ourselves. And in so doing, we're looking out for the network. Exactly. So that, so the other thing I guess this might maybe lead into that I kind of wanted to hit today is um, something I really, so there's two, there's two other things that triggered me on Twitter, but one I think is really relevant and a great conversation I want to have is this, um, the company Bitwise okay. made, a, made what they thought was a, uh, they thought, so they made a tweet that Who they is thought Bitwise? They, Bitwise is one of the ETF providers. They're maybe the third largest one. Okay. Um, they've gotten a lot of good press because of um, they've got they've commit donations to Brink and OpenSats, and so like you know, Odell has basically said, "Hey, just support that ETF because it's going to like you know they're going to support OpenSats and all." They've gotten some good press, so I think they got a little uh, into themselves, and they put a tweet out that they thought was going to be. Um, a beautiful virtue signal that was going to have the whole world rallying around them, which is they posted the address of where their ETF is going into. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And you know, obviously the plebs are like, dude, what the fuck? Right. First things first, like I immediately responded. I was like, unless you can produce a signature and proof that these keys, that this Bitcoin could be moved. Your address is worthless. Oh, right. right. So they just posted an address. They didn't post like a signed message from that. Okay. That's right. right. It's just an address. Like here's proof of reserves. You know, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're doing, we're doing proof of reserves. We're good. We're the good ones. You know, all, and all you did was post in a fucking address well, okay. that, um, you know, like you could post Satoshi's address. Yeah, I was going to say that could Doesn't be Satoshi's Doesn't mean you can move coins. the coins. You're right. I mean, you, then you'd be like Craig Wright, who that fucking piece of shit is getting come up and so i don't want a tangent here but i'm glad to see him going the fuck down but like yeah you can post his address anyone can post a fucking address right Mm -hmm. that's meaningless i love that people were then sending sats to that address so their their etf is now oversubscribed or something oh my god dude i mean the beauty of people now sent so yeah so that's the first thing like if like welcome to bitcoin dude if you don't really understand this shit um, and I'm, you know, so far I'm, I'm saving the big, I'm saving the big takeaway right now, but like, dude, people just sent people who can send sats to that address. It's like, do you have to, um, are they out of KYC compliance now? And are they out of like, do they, like they, are they required to report who gave them money within 30 oh, so days or else face the fucking wrath of treasury? Right. Like if somebody sent them some sats from a coin join, like what now? And people are sending like 69, 69 sats. I mean, it's a beautiful, like, dude, welcome to Bitcoin, dude. You now, like, you may think that you're part of Wall Street. You're not. Like, you, you don't have to join us, but you're going to deal with us, right? Yeah. And, you know, this is a subject. We may not hit this today. Maybe we can if we have time. But, like, I think everybody on earth has to reckon with Bitcoin in one way or the other. Well, this is, so. I mean, Wall Street is in a new era now that they were not, I mean, they're in the end, the, the end state of their, their as a career, as, as I, a concept, as a thing, they're the, in the end days. But like, look at back at what happened with the uh, Wall Street bets with the, um, 
the GameStop debacle. That was like that was yep. a bunch of people realizing that if we band together, we can punch way above our weight class and like up into the the uh, all these hedge funds and people that are like making bad bets. If we all just stand together, we can play back. We can fight back. And that's I mean that's Bitcoin. This is people apes together yeah. strong. We're, we are standing together. So they this artificial wall that they built around their Wall Street. I mean Wall Street will literally used to have a wall on it. That's why they call it Wall Street. And they, like that's not like they built this artificial wall around themselves to try to keep the filthy plebs out, to call the the unwa- unwashed masses. Like no, this is this is our game. This is our insider thing with money, and you stay the fuck away. It's like oh well, so everybody else stayed the fuck away. We built a better system, and now they have to tear tear their walls down and come join us. Well, that's a perfect lead-in to the real insight that came from this innocent little tweet. Okay. So how many times, by the way, have I talked on this podcast about how the mere fact that BlackRock is working with Coinbase is pretty indicative of BlackRock has no fucking clue They've what they're getting failed. into. Yeah. Already failed. Like they have no like in any other situation in the world, they would never work with a piece of shit company like that. They would never mm-hmm. ever do it. Right? They would look at them and be like, No, fuck you, you're gross. Yeah. But for some reason they're tying everything and all these companies are tying really their whole they're hitching their whole wagon to Coinbase, right? So what we found out from this tweet <laughs> that I don't even think Bitwise understands now still, right? But that address had a very special little property. That, it started um, with a one, didn't it? It started with a one. And what does that mean? So it means that here's – I'm not going to get into like really technical <laughs> Bitcoin here. Just that that signifies the most original legacy address. It's called uh, pay to PubKey – Pay to PubKey hash. And it's pre-Segwit. Okay. What did Segwit? Segwit came and fixed transaction malleability and it enabled um enabled lightning. And you know, you don't want to be fucking around with pre-segwit addresses. Okay. Well, I mean, you, uh, you we can, can get into just why be, that be is. aware that you're gonna pay a lot higher fees for it's using that. It's not just that. about the fees, though. It's not I mean you can't like you can't you really can't start a lightning channel with a fucking address that begins with a one because no, of course not. Right. you can be double spent to fucking hell. Okay. And you know, guys, if you guys want to know why, come and interact with us on the telegram and things like that. Like we can talk about all of this stuff, right? We can't really get can't really get into this the level of depth here, right? Just know that it's a bad practice for a variety of reasons. And here is really my conclusion. All right. My conclusion that should scare the shit out of everybody is that I think that Coinbase is actually boycotting. I think they don't recognize the results of the block size war. They're like Confederates using the old greenback, and they have not acknowledged that the war has ended. They think they've won the war, and they only use those legacy addresses. They don't actually use any part of Bitcoin that has advanced since since the block wars. So if, I you think would, if you had funds on Coinbase and you withdrew from Coinbase, it would be coming from an, uh, an address starting with a one? It would seem so. Yeah. Right. It would seem so. So no multi-sig, no segwit. You can't withdraw via Lightning or anything like that because they don't support that. So I've heard people speculate that's just because they're they're a fiat company in the space. So they have such turnover and lack of vision that they've just refused to. They're they're focusing on all these other shitcoin stuff instead of focusing on on Bitcoin. Yeah, but there's a reason why they focus. So so staying with those legacy addresses, 
right? Pre-block size wars keeps you able to interact with those shit coins. Because mm. um, that's, that's what they were built on, right? Those Bitcoin, those shit coins were all built on pay to pubkey hash t- type addresses. They don't, right? They're not using SegWit, <laughs> right? They're not using pay to script hash. They're not using well, I imagine scripts it's, it's and things all, like I mean, that. it's Coinbase. So it's all in like an Excel. It's all a SQL database. They're not using anything. It's just all a SQL data. It's a black box behind behind their servers where they're yeah, saying, saying, oh, when yeah. It comes to, when it comes to Bitcoin, Right, they are still they are living in 2017 and mm-hmm. before, and before, and it's consistent with their role in the block size war. Right, that fact they try to really facilitate the shitcoins winning. Bitcoin they cash fucking lost. They fucking lost. Right, and th- this should you know this should really alarm everyone. In fact, so if I'm right, right, if I'm correct, let's just say I'm correct. It's a, it's a fucking certainty now that they're gonna fuck they're gonna fuck shit up, right? I mean, BlackRock should be absolutely terrified, horrified, mortified. If there's anybody even remotely like me working at BlackRock, they should be shitting their fucking pants right now that they're all in with Coinbase. Could could BlackRock just acquire Coinbase? They probably will, but the point is, Coinbase isn't just like incompetent, right? And when I say incompetent, like they haven't lost, they haven't rugged anybody yet, and they haven't lost anyone's keys yet, right? In a long time of operation, this is all true. However, in order to support the demand, we all know that they don't have the competent. They, at least I would, I would say strongly, they don't have the competence. Their big risk, the big risk with BlackRock, is that Coinbase is going to lose keys. Yeah, there's going to be a Mount Gox scenario. Right now, which what did Mount Gox scream in their defense over and over and over again? Why, how they got, um, you know, how they lost the keys. Transaction malleability, right? Mm. Didn't they, that, which was addressed with SegWit, okay? So it's not just a competence issue, though. It's that you have, like, a guy, Brian Armstrong, who runs this Coinbase that you are all in with, who not only maybe has issue is, you know, is actually refusing to use modern technology, frankly, Right to um, do the one fucking thing he's supposed to do. He had oh that one God. tweet years ago that was, what was like, Bitcoin's too far ahead. We should be focusing on that instead of everything else. And then he tweeted that. And then Coinbase decided to become basically like an equities chop shop. Uh, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing Jack Mahler's. Jack Mahler's pointed out that like he is, he has a vendetta against them because they just, they looked at this new emerging landscape and decided to try to recreate what the NASDAQ was doing. Or like what what any place like you're you're gonna a stockbroker was doing we're, like we're gonna be a legacy stockbroker for this new technology instead of leveraging it and building something new on it like Strike did Coinbase was like yeah well we're we're gonna build something we can just recreate something that somebody else has already done and now they're stuck there because they are attractive to all the new people who want to get in and diversify their risk because they don't know any better but as soon as new as soon as you know better it's it's it, it's not a good place to be. I mean, it's a revolving door. They've just been like their business model is counting on we're going to have more new suckers coming in than we have smart people leaving. Yeah, and by the way, we don't know that they haven't lost anyone's keys. That's a we good didn't point. know True. about Prime Trust for years, and so what happens is they'll lose the keys. They're not going to say it. They're just going to run a Ponzi out of everyone's accounts until they can go no further. At some point, withdrawals are going to start happening yeah. slower and slower. And they're big enough that they could. 
this could last many, many, many years. Yeah. So the I don't I don't put any credence into the claim that they haven't lost anyone's keys yet. That's like the people that say, well, there's no evidence. You know, they try to debunk some arguments saying, oh, there's no evidence for X, Y, Z as an argument. There were a lot of FTX defenders before that went up. Yeah. So, so I think we should be scared shitless of Coinbase. I think Bitwise had, like, they let a little uh, cat out of a bag that nobody was paying attention to. Right. In fact, I think we all knew that Coinbase, I mean, anybody who was paying attention could have known this, but Bitwise put a spotlight on it trying to get a little virtue signal. And I think they let this cat out of the bag. And now it's the unintended consequences are both hilarious and should be terrifying. So where could this go then? Like, are are you saying that like the block size wars may not be as over as we thought or like what? I've said it many times, block size 2.0 is inevitable. And I think BlackRock is going to be the catalyst because, you know, BlackRock hasn't learned the last, you know, they, you know, they're not like um, Barry Silbert, and who actually had to get removed. He was the last tumor that had to be removed for the ETS to be approved, right? But like, they're not like these guys who made their play and lost and kind of, you know, got wrecked, right? They're, th- these are people who have real power and expect to win that war when they decide to engage in it, right? So I believe block size 2.0 meaning the powers that be in the industry that think they run Bitcoin will eventually try to, um, they'll try to fork it, right? Right, They're yeah, gonna... I'm, I'm trying to imagine like how that could go. Like, I mean, like, like okay, obviously they could uh, go like the, the hard fork route or, or even their own soft fork, but like the idea of well, their own side, that's not really a thing. Um, but like I could, I could imagine them in a situation where it's like, okay, well, if you want to, interact with our BlackRock, you need to be using the the pre-segwit addresses. And then they just like yeah. over time the people or that whitelisted pl- nodes. You can't play yeah can't. the white yeah. You have to be you have to be use pre-segwit, pre all of that to to interact with them. And then they're they're trying to create a spider web where they can capture all the sats and then the sats can't get back out. Absolutely. That's absolutely what they would want. Right? Now I don't think they need that right now. They're just gonna see the AUMs go up, get the fees. They can now, they can, they can juice every other ETF they want now. Like, you know, there was some momentum ETF that they just put a little trickle of this in and it, you know, completely exploded in terms of its subscribership, Mm. you know, so they're, they're in a really good position to do the things they want now. They're happy, but at some point there's going to be either, you know, either it's Coinbase having to admit they lost some keys and them saying, well, why don't we just, we'll just print the money and pay people out, right? And it's like, well, you know, it's going to be hard to print, uh, you know, $60 trillion. <laughs> if, who knows? Like, this is like 10 years out, right? It could be, it could be enormous, right? I can, like, I can see Coinbase surviving another couple mining epochs. But I mean, right, like the writing's on the wall. They're, they, they are going a certain direction. When that day comes, I think BlackRock fully thinks they will just force their v- worldview Right. And the reality is the people who BlackRock owes money to don't give a shit about Bitcoin. They just want their pensions and they're just going to want their right there. They don't give a fuck. And they're going to underestimate once again the plebs. And they will engage in this battle once again. There's it's almost like there's no doubt in my mind it's going to happen. I just don't know. 
I don't know if it's two years, five years, or ten years. Yeah, right? but, and like the but, so like the hard the, the Bitcoin mainliners are gonna be like we we're gonna have much different resources available this time, and we like the allies are that are on our side are much different this time than last time. But it's it's also yeah. like the enemies that are presenting themselves on the horizon right now are unlike anything we've ever faced. But so I mean, once all, again, yeah, all this to to circle back to that guy's comment is like yeah, thinking that we have won right now is. Like we're in the eye of the storm, essentially. Dude, yeah, exactly, dude. So you t- took the words out of my mouth. I mean, basically, if you think they've joined us, I'm sorry, you're a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Like, if you think they've joined us, get the fuck out of here. Like they, they happen to be using a technology that we also use, but right, like they're they're very used to their living in their world where they get to make the rules. And it would be foolish of us to assume that they're just going to jump into the pool and play nicely with all the other kids. No, like they're going to try to build up their walls again. They're totally going to try to become the only it's ones, the decision makers, right? And I'd rather live a life of somebody who thinks it's coming than somebody who doesn't. And I'd rather hang out with people who think it's coming than people who don't. Well, I'd rather eat home-cooked bread than glyphosate shit from the store. That's right. I mean, so, you know, you want to you be a denier, Think oh we we have now reached the panacea world or we're all we're all together now singing the same tune. Go fuck off. So like I'm t- using the dollar as a measuring stick. It's like I'm trying to like where were things before the first world, before the first civil war? Like if you were in a state holding greenbacks, or I guess they printed the greenbacks during the war to to prop up their their money, but it's like right now looking at the dividing line of like 26 states are deciding to stand with texas and 20 24 states are still on the side of the feds which pennsylvania i'm very very embarrassed to say that pennsylvania's on the side of the feds right now but so far we'll see so far so far we've been flying our i've been flying the texas flag outside people are beeping as they drive past it seems to be quite a bit of uh, ground support in the area for texas um, it's, it's also just as a, it's nice that where I live is right on the way that all the, all the local township people. So like local politicians, they have to drive past their house to go to a local place. And then also a couple state, like we're not too far from Harrisburg. I know at least one state politician who lives up the way past us. And like, she's got to drive past us to go to work. So, I mean, like right now I feel like me flying flags is much, having much more, uh, more of an impact than normal on my, my, my eclectic flag collection. But anyway, so looking at where the split between our on the lines right now, like if it just gets a little bit beyond this and Texas starts not like it, it doesn't it doesn't, wouldn't take much for a state that is an open rebellion against the federal government to have the realization well, we're using their money like we are propping them up by all of the money we're using like it like this could so and so. then we get into like the entities like BlackRock and these these financial entities that are now dipping their toes into this new technology like where are they physically located like are are well so i think what something that's pretty interesting is uh what state in the united states has the most bitcoin not as not like on their treasury but like in terms of bitcoin companies right and like what what state do you th- if you had I mean, to guess I, mean, I guess that's texas or florida God, right i guess now. right i mean that's right. The, the mining right in between riot unchained mm-hmm. all you know everything going on down there I, I would guess texas one i would guess tennessee right i would guess all the and i would guess just guess right i would guess those would be states that have a lot of bitcoin whether so they know whether they know it or not right 
Um, and I would guess that that could have been New York at one point in time, but that's mm. long that ship has sailed. Well, yeah, they handicapped. They shot themselves in the foot with their what their bit what, their bit law or whatever it was called. The bit license. Bit license. Right, but like the federal government is trying to pull a BlackRock of everything we're saying. BlackRock's going to do. It's essentially what the federal government is doing. To you know, there's an agreement that states, you know, can enforce their laws, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's part of the part, well, that of, the letter, part of the, the constitutional agreement. The letter that Abbott wrote about how the feds are derelict in their duty is one of the most striking things I've read, maybe in my entire it, life. But it might come down. Like who knows? I mean, I don't know if this war comes down to Bitcoin, right? Well, war, like World War Three is a financial war, and like the front no. in America, it's like it's, it's like who knows? Like is, it's is it going to be, is it going to be big? Like the yeah, like all all of all of the conflict around the world right now. Like in my like we're all fighting, still fighting World War One, and that's a, that's a financial war. It's like everything boils down to the money that they're using. Feel, yeah, I do feel so. I predict so, guys. Prediction, okay? Un irresponsible prediction here. I don't think the gov- I don't think the federal government really tangles with texas for the same reason why i don't really i don't like i didn't think they were going to really tangle with russia uh two and a half years ago because i don't think they wanted actually to put any evidence out in the world that they got they actually got nothing right i think the the strength of the u.s federal government is an idea absolutely that idea stays in place by not actually proving the opposite (laughs) It's the true, Biden right? administration had had a uh, a demand that the Texas the Texas National Guard turn over Eagle Pass yesterday, and that that deadline came and went, and I've I have not heard any response from from the Fed. So yeah, I, I agree. I think the move on the Fed's part is just to do nothing. It's right, it's like, and you know what? It's just so. Ha- I mean, I, the Fed has less Bitcoin this week than it had last week because they're fucking stupid too. So, well, you, you know, know, they if. There, there were a few people out there that I saw that were speculating. Oh, oh they have they have a secret thing because look, they're, they're holding on to those those coins, those bitcoins from Silk Road. Like, no, no, they they sold them all. Fucking morons. I mean, and so you least very you least know that there aren't like there's not some secret strength going on that we're unaware about that we're unaware of. Right? There's nothing. There's just this fear of everyone finding out how weak we really are. And Governor Abbott just kind of called them on it. Yeah. Right. I and. Think that's- worldwide that's a really that's a really good point worldwide like the the strength of america the strength of the dollar is a lot of it is not as real as all as we have so becoming a bitcoiner put in context for me the strength of the federal government it it made me realize oh i don't need to spend my entire life worshiping these fuckers i can i can do something else yeah or really living in fear of them too much though because it's like the true the emperor truly has no clothes Right. Right. And I mean, I think it took a lot for Texas to be pushed to this point. And I clearly don't think they ever wanted to have that Governor Abbott would ever want to send a letter like that. I wonder if he's trying to be the VP for for Trump. Like, like he's trying to be like, I I don't know, just wondering where this this goes. This is much more than a political move because there there was a pretty big non-zero risk that it doesn't go the way he thinks it would. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that the political apparatus is strong enough probably to make him pay for it. Right. 
but the actual <laughs> military apparatus probably really can't. What are we going to do? A, a, a you know a thirty year forever war with Texas now? Like, are we going to like? There's no good scenario. We either prove we have the ability to annihilate an enemy and be like, well, what the fuck have we been doing for the last thirty years? Or we, you know, once again prove that we just can't. We don't have the power we everyone thinks we have. Well, I think right? the there's no good from answer. Afghanistan, the withdrawal from Afghanistan really pulled the wool back on our our ability to decapitate an enemy. Right though, but like, what you know? What if we do have that ability? You know, we, <laughs> what if we have the ability to do what we did to Maui, right? And uh, or what maybe I suspect we did right. to Maui. I wonder, what if we really I, do I've, have that? I've ability? thought about that. Like, I wonder, like, would they turn the lasers on Texas on the on some, somewhere that's not physically remote and ge- geographically separated? It's like it would be a lot harder. Like, I, yeah, that's Urquhart. They they just like hit that whole grid, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, like. So all I'm saying, I'm not saying we have DEWs necessarily, but I'm saying that if we do, if we pr- we're not, we don't want to prove it here. I am saying we have DEWs. <laughs> right. You are yeah. stupid if you think we don't. We have lasers that on the ground from meters away can vaporize paint off cars. And like, the technology exists. Like it's yes. it's, it's space based. It's uh, have we have nuclear careful. reactors up there to, to power them. I have it's to like be it, careful because everybody here knows I'm Jewish. I have to be careful about how much confidence I speak about. The I'm space not lasers. saying that the the space okay. lasers are the goddamn <laughs> Jews. Is it's the the space lasers? Careful. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you, I, I, I don't have to be careful. careful. I guess. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but point being, right? Is is Texas the use case we want to really fucking show that show the world, right? After they, you know, I mean, that's not really where we like. We could have done it in Afghanistan. Right? We could have done it on on an actual enemy. Right. right, and and we didn't. So the question—that's the point, right? Yeah, it's like we've been reserving some of these highest technology secret things to use against our real enemies, the the American people. Like, oh, oh, those darn people who had all those houses down in Malibu. Well, we'll just we'll just evaporate that. It's like, oh, oh, it was an act of God. Who could have predicted? Who, who could have seen this coming? Yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting, though. I hope, like, I don't know. I hope we're right. I hope we don't really see those kind of horrible scenarios come true right i think there's well you're right i me too i hope i hope for the best um i think things are probably going to get a lot worse than we we realize oh man yeah i mean it's hard not to root for texas here too like i think that's the other weird thing i don't think do you think the u.s government wants this situation where half the country is rooting for fucking texas against them? yeah imagine being in the military like how many people in the military right now are on texas's side of this yeah dude i mean I'm really waiting for see what Pennsylvania says because like I'm evaluating where I'm going to spend the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I'd like to think I'd be in a state that actually would uphold its own rights and uphold the rights of, you know, that would oppose the federal government in a case like this, right? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it it makes sense. Blue governor, blue administration, they're not going to. But it's like every bud, everyone below the governor's office in Pennsylvania is essentially on the other side of the aisle. So, yeah, yeah. The, well, except for the yeah. Except for the blue people that have had strokes and have recovered from them, and somehow the strokes have turned them into like sensible people. Well, yeah, somehow. Fetterman's interesting to watch now, right. now that he is through that gate of election. Now he's just saying what he thinks. He, he was elected as a blabbering, like a blabbering stroke victim, and now all of a sudden he's making sense and he's actually, you know. Yeah, he has. Pretty, a, it, it turns out sensible. he's kind of libertarian on some things. It's it's interesting. I, <laughs> I would be really pissed off if I voted for him. Like the, for the people that voted for him, 
they must have thought they were voting. I mean, they, uh, nobody voted for Fetterman. I mean, but this is, you don't have to go. Nobody voted for Fetterman for Fetterman. It's like nobody voted for Biden for Biden. Voting for Fetterman was a vote against Dr. Oz, just like voting for for Biden was a vote against Trump. Like these are, but now he's all, in. They were all votes against Trump. Right. All of them were like, votes yeah, I, against Trump. Do you, do you know, have you ever met somebody who actually supported Biden? No. And I, you know, I live, I live pretty close I was going to say, like, that's kind Biden of surprising. Complex, you live right? in an area where I'd expect there would be a few, but I know people who Delawareans. are supportive. Like, I, like, I know people very closely that are very left, that are like socialist, communist left, who support Biden because, oh, not, they don't even support Biden. They, they don't support Trump. They're, they're with the Democratic Party, and Biden just happens to be the head, the, the lead of the Democratic Party right now. But yeah, nobody, I, but some, I, when he, Somehow they're going to win. Remember when yeah. Joe Biden said shit like, I'd like to take Trump into an alley and beat the shit out of him? I mean, that's, kind of funny when... to, that's kind of funny to reflect on now, right? Where dude, I would enjoy watching pro- that. Like, Good luck. What? Biden versus Trump cage match, alley match. Um, by the way, just real quick, shout out. There's a new meetup that's going to start in Delaware. I'm aware of. I don't. No details, but excellent. If you're in, you're there, and you're, you know, check that out. Um, it's a Bitcoin John related to the, you know, new Bitcoin John member uh, who recently moved here. So look out, right. Delaware, Delaware, in Joe Biden's backyard meetup. I mean, dude, these are people who there are at least a few people who have seen a cracked out Hunter Biden trying to get his laptop fixed or trying to do some shit for a long time. Um, just like where I live in Pennsylvania, uh, there are people who have eyewitness accounts to fucking Bill Cosby um, really using his power in a weird way before anybody knew what was going on, right? Just th- these guys are doing it, right? Well, and t- everyone- Texas really wanted the feds to leave the uh, border alone, like the, leave the border alone, leave it to us to deal with. They just take all that Hunter Biden information to start painting that on the wall down there and the feds will just leave it alone. It's like, oh, no, we can't, we can't, we can't deal with that. It's a wild situation. I really, again, though, this is like Texas right now. They're like, they're, you know, they're Bitcoiners. They're dealing with now, you know, somebody, not the threat of attack. And we're going to find out how anti-fragile states' rights are. That's really, I think, what what's unfolding right now. And it's the beginning. We talked about how this year is going to be fucked and it's going to be bananas. And the election year is going to totally, you know, we're going to get psyoped on all this shit. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of that. Yeah. Right. It's like the idea that the concept that, oh, BlackRock joined us, like we won, it's over. Like, like we have the game is just starting. Like the, the, the people are still filtering in from the from the doors. They're still finding their seats. Like we're just getting into this. I think uh, let me let's close. I'm going to read the uh, the opening statement from Greg Abbott from from his letter. Nice listeners. You should totally go uh, look this letter up. This letter is amazing. But I'm going to read the first uh, the first paragraph here for you. This is dated January 24th of this year, 2024. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. It's an excellent letter. He and he goes down point by point the areas that the federal government is uh, deficient in, and I and stand with Texas. 
100%. I know you, you, that that would have been a great time to wrap things up, but um, and maybe you will, but like, like, I think something people should know, though, now, is that, like, these aren't um, freedom-seeking people coming over the border right now. These aren't people who are, like, you know, a lot of the, you know, the illegal immigration debate, at least in the last, like, 20 years, has been, like, you know, it's, there have been people like, fuck them. It's fuck a bleeding people. hearts argument. Bleeding heart argument. This is not so, like, I got to tell you guys, and I'm very sensitive to it. My whole family here was fucking came here illegally. Half, like, a lot of them. Um, the, something like 2% of the people coming over the border are Spanish-speaking right now. Okay. And so it's like this, there is something is up. Like, there, it almost looks like there is some organized attempt to bring people over here, right? And there seems to be evidence of that that's the case, right? That the UN is funding some, essentially, it is an invasion. Like, it re- like I don't care how bleeding heart you are. I- I'm, I think I'm pretty bleeding heart about immigrants in general, right? Yeah, myself as well. I, I couldn't support Greg Abbott's letter more right now. And it is what it is. It's like the 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 idea of you're you're right. I, I agree 100. percent I mean, the, the, this is an invasion. This is not even like for, for the bleeding hearts out there. Like, I guess my question was like, do do you think that every human on the planet has a God given right to come here? It's like like okay, and if so, like how like illegally they can all come here illegally, or should do they have to follow our process? I think of it as kind of like. If you if you start if your relationship with your wife started by your wife at the time she was dating somebody else and she cheated on that guy to be with you, chances are like do you want to be, to build a relationship build a life on or with a relationship that started on breaking a covenant like that like your your spouse broke the covenant with her ex partner now she's with you chances are she's going to break the covenant with you so we have all of these people so we want the best and the brightest of the species to come here. We want the uh, the self-starters, the entrepreneurs, the people that are going to make life better for all of us. We want them to come here. But if you come here and your first act to join us is to come here and break our laws and do it illegally, like you are said, like, no, absolutely not. You're not doing it the right way. You're not. That's right. It's That's right. I agree completely. I mean, look, dude, I mean, we do a lot of shit. We know we do a lot of shit around the world that f- causes people to feel like they need to come here right again this is not that this isn't people looking for a better life this is people this is an organized attack this is by all accounts an organized attack on the american border for some nefarious purpose that we do not understand fuck the feds fuck i stand them. with texas they can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. Claim that I'm racist, yeah, alright. I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. I don't want to talk to folks who don't get it. Go woke, go broke, no hope is pathetic. Pro choice pronouns, pro love, you're progressive. But you ain't pro gun, no one to protect it. Where the American flags at? Remember when people would hang those? They've been taken down, they all been replaced with BLM flags or a rainbow. This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes. We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes I don't care if I offend you I was put here to upset you You can cry and you can scream You can ride in the streets You defunded the police Now there's no one to protect you I 
rhymes, I'm the man, I'm the man who don't respect Let's look at the stats, I've got the facts My money like Lizzo, my pockets are fat Homie, I'm epic, don't be a whap Dog, it's a yarmulke, homie, no cap Look at the graphs, look at my charts You're blowing money on strippers and cars You go into prison, I'm on television Dog, no one knows who you are Keep hating on me on the internet My comment section all woke Karens And I make racks off compound interest Y'all live with your parents Nikki, take some notes, I just did this for fun All my people download this Let's get a billboard number one This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes I don't care if I offend you I was put here to upset you You can cry and you can scream You can riot in the streets You defunded the police Now there's no one to protect you It's cool to be the victim, well, I'ma be the man You sad, you sad, you sad You just try to get attention, being triggered's all you have You mad, you mad, you mad You blame everybody else for every problem that you can You sad, you sad, you sad I will never say I'm sorry, I ain't taking nothing back I don't care if I offend you I was put here to upset you Respect.